Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Hi, everyone. It's Wednesday, one of my very favorite times of the week. I'm so excited to be back on the show, and we have a good show today, guys. Yes, I don't know if you heard my show last week. But this, but I introduced briefly the wonderful woman, Donna, who is a pet psychic and healer. She's going to be on today as kind of a co-host through the first hour. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about her in just a minute. She is relatively new to this whole radio, web radio thing. So if there's any techno problems or glitches. I just want to warn you guys that we're going to do the best we can. Um, I think it's all going to be smooth. No worries. I just want to let you know that she's never been like a doing the co-hosting of the show in exactly the same way, although she was on Waishali's show. So uh, I connected her up with Waishali because Waishali, if you all know of her, she's um, retired now actually, but she's a wonderful wonderful new age uh, person and loves animals and is absolutely fabulous. And so I introduced her to, to Donna and Donna had been on her show. It was a, little, it was a different uh, web radio um, provider. It was a little bit different. So today we'll see. I'm, I'm confident it's all going to work out, but just in case. Anyway, we already have three callers, which is very exciting, but I just want to talk a little bit more. If you want to talk with Donna about your pet, about your neighbor's animal that is creating an issue for you, or a pet that you have that is upsetting you in some way, please be, feel free to call in 646-668-8565. Now, one of the reasons I'm having Donna on the show today is that next week I'm unable to do the show and I want her to take over the complete hosting of the show, but I didn't want her to come in cold with nobody knowing, oh, I don't, who is this person? So I briefly introduced her last week and I'm having her spend the first hour with me this week uh, or maybe a little bit more than that. We have so many callers so far. I'm... Um, I'm thinking she may go into the second hour, but I do have a healing to do uh, from a email request for myself for uh, a listener of mine. So I will get to that, but we will keep Donna on as long as I can. I just need to do that healing for myself. Wow, she's having so many calls. Wow, she has four already. So this is exciting now. But I want to just talk about it a little bit. Um, I'm actually not sure which is her number. That is a very good thing. I don't know which is her number, so I better figure it out. So I'm checking my contacts. We we really worked very hard on getting this organized, guys. And, okay, hers is a 310 number. I don't see her on it yet, although she could be one of these because if she's calling through Skype. So... um. 
I, anyway, I want to just talk about her a little bit. Now, I met her through a mutual friend because I had two kittens that had been both been feral, and so I adopted them when they were about four months old, and they both had emotional problems. The first one I asked Donna to help me with was Bella. Bella was just so frightened of the world. She spent her all her days and nights under the bed. It, she was here for weeks, and I barely ever saw her. And I'm a very big animal lover, and... Um, never had a problem connecting with an animal. She did eventually come out, start to connect with me, but it was, you know, too, too hard. I mean, I, I spent my life in fear when I was growing up, so I, I just there was no way I could let her be like that. You know, I wanted to see if I could get her help, so I called Donna, and she did wonders. Now, Bella still is a cautious animal. I can't say that she's completely changed, but she came out from under the bed. She, she now is enjoying life and people so much more than she had. Now, if there's someone new that comes into the apartment, well, yeah, she'll go back under the bed or she won't stick her head out for a few hours maybe. But if the person stays around for a day, a night, you know, a couple nights, she does come out. She may not warm up to the person right away, but she at least comes out is out in the apartment, hangs out with me. If the person comes out of the bedroom or you know, the guest bedroom, maybe the, maybe she'll disappear again because she hasn't gotten to know that person. But she's still not so frightened that she can't enjoy life. She still plays with her sister. She still does all sorts of things like that. So that was so great. Now, the second cat, my cat, Emmy, has had two problems. The first one was that she was completely anxious about her food, and she overate, and she very quickly started to become very heavy and sluggish, and, you know, at six, eight months, was heavy and sluggish and really not interested in playing with her sister anymore. Now, at six, eight, ten months for a cat, that something isn't right. So I... Um, I got in touch with Donna again, and she worked on it. And I actually worked on it, too, myself, because it was upsetting to me to having owned cats off and on my entire life. I really had never seen a cat that stopped playing and was sluggish at that point. And neutralizing work is basically what Donna does. She doesn't call it that, but it's exactly what she does. She uses the light to heal the pattern. And so when I went in and talked to the higher selves, they explained to me that, she, that uh, little Emmy had been mostly a predator when she had gone through the last few lives, and she was used to being responsible for p procuring her own food. She wasn't always a, a predator cat or something. You know, don't just assume she was a lion or something. They didn't give me what predator, type of predator it was, but she said they said that she had a very long stream of lives where she was a predator and very responsible for getting her own food. She had been very few lives as a domestic animal and has come in to learn to trust that someone else, namely me, will feed her. And so there was all this anxiety about it, which was aggravated by the feral life she had, because in the feral life, they were apparently, and this is something Donna got, there was a lot of hunger. There was a lot of hunger there, and 
it was frightening because, it, you know, they're kitties. They're not in the wild with, with game and food out there ready. I'm sure they had food and, and before they were found. But in any case, it was aggravated by the tenuous situation as kittens. So I worked on her. Donna also worked on her. And it actually has been amazing. She she still is a little bit anxious around the food, but she hasn't got, gained any more weight. But more importantly, she's not sluggish anymore. She runs, she dashes, she jumps, she, she plays with her sister, and it's changed her whole energetics around it. It's just great. And then, too, a problem that I discussed last week was that she began pooping out of the box a few weeks earlier, and I just didn't know where it was coming from. Um, I couldn't trace it. I couldn't find reason for this behavior. Uh, it wasn't that the box was too dirty. Sometimes she'd do it right after I cleaned the box. Sometimes she went in, she did the peeing thing, came out of the box, and then did the pooping thing out of the box. She, she just, it didn't seem to make any sense, and I really tried my best. And best, I, I was pretty busy, and I had plenty of healings to do on the human side of the world. So I did not go in. I just contacted Donna, and sure enough, wow, I just wrote her the email. I didn't know at the time, but she got Emmy's picture out. She looked at it, and she did like a mini thing, and then she didn't actually get to the healing a few days later, but... From the time I sent her the email, Emmy never pooped in the box again. The only time she's pooped in the box since was um, I had a meetup group and I had put the box from the living room into my bedroom and I didn't realize but my bedroom door had accidentally blown shut and Emmy couldn't get in. And during that time, Donna did one of her follow-ups on Emmy, and she Emmy kept saying, I've got to poop out of the box, I've got to poop out of the box, and Donna kept trying to, you know, doing all of her wonderful work that she does to get Emmy to poop in the box, but it turned out she couldn't because the box was unavailable. So I talked about it on air last week, if you heard it, and Donna called in briefly because she just couldn't believe it. Emmy didn't say, I can't get to the box. So she didn't give her that piece of information, but that's really why. And, and since then, she hasn't pooped out of the box at all, and she's been doing it for weeks. So, yay! This is this wonderful woman, Donna, that is um, going to be on today, I hope. I have to get to, there's a caller here with a question, and maybe this is Donna, so I'm going to just, Today, so now, okay, so I'm just putting caller ending with a phone number ending 4213 on the air. Are you there? Yes, this is Rebecca. I knew that Donna was coming on and she told me to call her, but I think there's a problem with your connection. I tried to call on my landline and it says that the, the blog, the host has not opened up the event yet. I don't know you, why I was able to get through on my cell phone, but not on the landline. I wonder if John is experiencing that problem, too. Well, I don't know, but um, if you call before 15 minutes ahead of the, the event, it's too early. You no, I called now. I called now with my landline because I wanted to try to do it on my landline instead of my cell. And I, I don't know. I'm on the phone with you with my cell, but... 
the landline says that the host has not released the program yet. Well, I don't, I, you know, I'm, I don't see anything <laughs> here. It's, I, I, we have four calls in. You're only one of four, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure at yeah. all what what the issue is. But but um, Donna was calling by Skype, so let me see. I'm going to try all. I'm going to try another caller just to see if maybe it could be Donna on Skype. I don't know what her. I've, I've never had a Skype caller. Uh-huh. So I'm. Just, I'm just not sure. and and of course the one I thought that might be her just went off. Mhm. Okay. Uh, yikes. If if Donna, if you're listening, put the question mark on so that I can tell that it's you. The other two callers ending in O two four O and two two five four don't have question marks. So, and the other one that showed is 1111111 just dropped off. So, in any case, I'm not worried about it. Um, she has some alternate ways to get on. We, we, we talked about it. So, I'm very much hoping. I'm just really thinking it's the 1111 that just dropped off. So, Donna, if that could have been you calling me through Skype, go ahead back on and call through Skype if you're hearing this. Oh, wait, there's a question mark here. Let me try that. Just a sec, Rebecca. We'll get back to you, okay? Oh, certainly. Thank you. No problem. Just a minute. We've just got to get Donna on. Just a minute. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm, uh, answering 0240. Is this Donna? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me, Janet? Hello? Yes. Yes, I can hear you. Who is this? Yes, this is Donna. Oh, hello? Donna. Donna. Oh, this is Donna. Yay. (laughs) I'm sorry about the confusion because I'm calling via Skype, so I think my number didn't show. Well, I have a number here, um, which is 661-748-0240. So, um, that's probably me. Okay, that's my Skype number. Okay, so I'm on. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Sorry for this. <laughs> no, but you know, it just didn't dawn on me that if you call through Skype, that I would know that it was you. And you had four, there were four phone numbers on here. So I, <laughs> uh, anyway, we resolved it. I'm so glad. So if anybody wants to call in and ask a question of Donna, I'm going to give out the number right now. It's 646-668-8565. We did just have a caller, Rebecca, that said that she hadn't been able to get through so I maybe there are problems. I don't know. When we get back to Rebecca, I want to get the exact wording because it might be something that I have to check into. It could be that people have been having problems with that for the whole show and I wasn't aware of it. So, But, but anyway, Donna, um, I wanted you to talk a little bit about yourself. Can you know What's your background? Can you tell some, the people, the listeners, a little bit about you? Yes, absolutely. Um, my first question is, Janet, can you hear me well? I can hear you. It's not great, but I can hear you. I hope okay. the listeners can hear you. But I would talk 
slow and clearly just because um, we want to make sure that they hear all your pearls. <laughs> all your words. <laughs> okay, I'll try. Um, I am originally from Czech Republic. I was born and raised in Czech Republic, actually former Czechoslovakia, because um, I was growing up in communist time. And uh, I was um, raised in a small farmhouse. So since I was a little girl, I had a lot of animals around me. And uh, since I can remember, I was actually able to talk with them. And, um, but as a child, I didn't know that I'm doing something unordinary that nobody else can do it. I considered it pretty normal and um, didn't really think much about it. Um, as I was growing up, I was um, always aware of more the spiritual things. I heard things which people didn't. I had a different sensation. But unfortunately, in a communist regime, these kind of things are, is not allowed. So we were not encouraged at all. On contrary, I was trying to hide any of these unusual abilities because it was just not allowed. Okay. Um, so I went on to uh, pursue different career. I was uh, for many, many years in fashion as a model. I got to travel the world, and I just kind of put the spiritual things a little bit aside. Eventually, I end up uh, in Los Angeles, where I currently live. Donna, can you just wait yes? one second? I just want to sure, tell sure. people, uh, first of all, Donna, I just want to re, uh, react or respond to the fact that you were a model. First of all, I want everyone to know how beautiful she is, okay? She oh, is gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. You're beautiful. Um, anyway, so go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just had to throw that in there. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Thank you so much. But um, anyway, so I um, end up living in Los Angeles, and eventually I start to, because, you know, California, there's so many um spiritual people, I mean, generally all over the United States, actually. And so I kind of start to go back to my um, spiritual side of things and uh, going more and more into that and, and kind of like, you know, embracing all my um, forgotten and learning. And um, what, made me, what made me to really, really go back again into the communication with animals was my own cat, because I have two kitties, and of course I love them, like my babies. And um, the younger cat, it was, because he's a muted male, he was diagnosed, diagnosed with um, um, urinary tract disease, which is common in the muted males. And unfortunately, it was really, really bad with him because he started peeing blood, then he had an infection. It was just nonstop, and I kept taking him to the vet. But uh, so he was getting different antibiotics. It was just, a, it was pretty much a nightmare for like a couple of months. And it ended up that the vet didn't really know what else he can do with him. And I didn't feel right to give him so many antibiotics all the time. And plus, it was not helping, he was miserable. So I was desperate, and I was like, okay, so I'm going to try. Maybe this is going to work. And I just uh, did my use the light energy and the light um, healing, which I used, and I uh, sat down, and I did a healing on my kitty. And surprisingly, it, it worked. It worked on the healing. I was thinking, well, that's 
going pretty well. And since then, my pet never, never had any problems. I mean, uh-huh. it was just... Uh-huh. I didn't believe it. I was like, oh, my God. But, and, then some, and then I told my friend, and I, she had a really old kitty who was not doing well. I was um, kind of, it was, it was an old kitty, but he still, he still was holding on, but he was not comfortable. So she asked me to check on him, and I did. And it was quite successful because I did eat his way before he passed, and I helped him to cross over. And it, that just, it started, and then, I got more uh, people with animals who tried to get help. They had questions, and it just started, and here I am. <laughs> I'm done with church. I'm so glad. Now, before we get into the healings, because uh, you already have a caller, Rebecca, and there's somebody else who's not asked a question yet, but sh- there's somebody else listening. <laughs> In any case, and also I have an email request for you, um, which I spoke to you briefly yesterday about. So we have plenty to do, but I do want you just to explain to the listeners, if you don't mind, and again, talk slowly because I'm, sometimes the words are garbled. I think next okay. week we're going to find a different solution for you because it's just okay. not clear enough. Um, but in any case, we're going to work with it today. Um, but, okay. but I want you to explain to your listeners, you know, since you, you work with people now really all over the place and you can't really do a healing in person how do you how do you go about the healing what's your method well um first of all i want to say that animals how they communicate you know animals communicate telepathically so basically they don't have to really be next to each other to talk they can talk i and that goes for the healing and for the communication, because I do communicate with the animals telepathically as well. So I don't have to have the animal next to me. I can connect through the energy um, for, to the, in different areas. I can um, talk to animals across the ocean in different continents. It's just connection of energies and basically um, connect, connect, connection with the spirit. So, and... Um, What I want to say about the animal communication is that the telepathic communication has been around forever. And long, long time ago, we actually all have this ability to communicate telepathically. We just don't use it because we have language now and we have all kinds of devices we are using. But we do have the ability to store very, very deeply in our memory and, uh, and we would be able to learn, which what I want to say is that... Anybody can really learn how to communicate with animals if you really want. So we do have this ability. Um, what I do is I do, as I mentioned before, I um, first of all, I um, go into medita- meditative state where I bring down the light energy of universe. Of, I call it light energy, basically. And um, this light comes... To my, I, pull, I pull it down to my body, then um, it basically cleans out. I, would, I, don't, I don't have bad wording, but I would just say it's kind of like it cleans out the um, original human energy and opens me up to receiving the energy from the animal because this way I can connect to the animal through my heart chakra and become the animal in one way. It's, um, it's a very complex process, 
so it is hard for me to put it in words, but basically through the light energy which I bring down to my body, I then connect to the animal. And uh, I am able to receive information from the animal. I'm able to receive images, feelings. Um, I'm able to kind of like become the animal sometimes. It depends on each animal and what the requirements are. If I'm trying to make, break some habits, if I'm trying to heal, it's very, it's very individual. But the basic for the healing is the light energy which, I'm, which I channel from the universe and bring down to my body and that's how I connect to the animal through this light energy. Okay, well, that's great. So when you get a client, I appreciate you're trying to put the words around it, and I agree it's not always easy. Of course, much of my work, you know, I'm, I'm not, it's dis, we call it distant healing. Much of my work, too, is, um, you know, connecting to the energy stream at the soul level of the person or the mind level or whatever. So I understand what you're saying, and it is hard to find the words. But, but once somebody calls you or writes you and says, I want you to work on my animal, um, do you? Do you do it on the live with the person who's asked, or do you do it on your own and then contact them or email them, or how? What? How does it work? You know, um, it pretty much depends on uh, the client. Basically, usually I do it remotely, so I I don't have to talk to the um, animal parent on the phone. I just you, and the best results I get. I like to have an animal picture, the photo of the animal, and the name. If I don't have the photo, it's okay, the description. And that way I um, can connect to the animal because I, you know, I know exactly which animal we're talking about. I have the name, so that's easier. But I um, don't have to have necessary the uh, animal parent on the line. If some, some of them prefer to be on the line, then it's okay. It just depends on the preference. But generally, no. I do the sessions remotely. So I have I connect with the animal through the photo and through the you know universal energy. Okay, wonderful. I just wanted to clarify that because that's the way you've done it with me. I email you the request, give you the name, um, and you then email me back after you've done the session. So I didn't mm-hmm. know if that for sure is the way you did it with everyone. So I guess it really depends on the preference, as you said. But what I'm yeah, thinking. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just wanted to say that because we are so busy and the world is, you know, and I have um, clients from all different uh, continents. I have a client from Europe. I have a client in Japan. So, you know, sometimes it's difficult to be on the phone, and it is really not necessary. So mostly I do the session remotely, and then I write the email and send it, give it the results of the session, and send it to, to the client. And if they do want to talk on the phone, that is, of course, also the possibility. Okay. Well, what I'm thinking, since you have um, a caller here already, is that why don't we go over to Rebecca and see... Maybe you know her. Is she a client already? Um, no, actually, she uh, contacted me uh, um, on Facebook when I posted um, the advertisement for the radio show. So she said she has some, you know, concerns about her dog. So I told her to call the show that we can talk about that. Okay, wonderful. All right, well, Rebecca, I'm going to put you back on your mic and so you can talk to... 
Donna. Hello. Yes, hello. <laughs> what an honor it is to talk with you today, Donna. Thank oh, you. Hi, Rebecca. You're so welcome. Thank you for calling in. I really appreciate that. <laughs> so Thank you. Tell me, tell me about um, your doggy. Okay. Curly belongs to my dad. Um, my dad was not uh, good with taking care of Curly since he was a puppy and mm-hmm. would him would leave him alone a lot. And then later in his life, my dad became very, very ill. He was in the hospital uh, very far away from his property, and he left Curly there. And a neighbor was feeding Curly through the the gate. Mm -hmm. And I, I pretty much had an estranged relationship with my dad. Um, But... When he was so ill, I would try to open up the relationship again. And so I went to see my dad, and he says to me from his hospital bed, what happened to my dog? And I said, Dad, you have a dog? You've been gone from your property for a year. So Curly was alone for a really long time. So my husband and I, we hired a really, really wonderful uh, pet rescue crew, and we came in, uh, got Curly, and brought him home. Um, he's very, he was very shut down. He wouldn't look at us in the face, um, but you know, little by little, uh, he warmed up to us, and he's mm-hmm. been here with two and a half years now. Um, but he's very, very needy. He's done a lot of damage to the home um, out of desperation to get inside the house. And uh, even after two and a half years, he's still doing that. And very distressing because um, I can't really afford to keep on fixing all of Curly's damage. Um, And... Well, I'm very concerned for him, for his safety. He's hurt himself, mm-hmm. too, trying to uh, carve his way back into the house. So, yes, those are my concerns. His safety and the amount of dollars of damage he's done to mm-hmm. my house. Okay, so let me see. Um, let me um, talk to Curly and see what he has to say, Okay. So oh, I'm yes, going to be quiet for a bit because I'm going to just uh, connect to him, okay? Thank you. You're welcome. I don't know how long it will take exactly for Donna to do that, Rebecca, but I just wanted to jump in here for a moment, giving her some space to tune in to Kirby and just say, you know, I'm so glad you called in. It's um, Thank you. It's, so, it's so tough when we have... And, you know, we're responsible for an animal, especially when they've had a difficult, difficult time and they're all, they come to us scarred already. They come to us with already with the wounds or the, the emotional damage or whatever. So, anyway, I'm just so happy that Donna is on the phone, is able to yes, do this yes, so that um, maybe... Okay, so I just connect this to Carly and he's... First thing what I get from him is very, he 
Oh, Donna, hold on a second because I cannot hear you too much. I'm thinking of turning on my computer and listening to you, not on the okay. phone, but on on the um. The, there we go. Okay, I'm gonna stop because okay, I'm gonna put the phone away from my ear and listen online, and I think there's a delay. But okay, thank you. I'm gonna just put the phone down and I can put the phone back to my ear if you need me. Okay, can you hear can you better? Uh Donna, I just wanna say I just wanna you know, you have to turn down the the computer when you're on the phone. Even if you're not listening to the phone, because there's a there's a reverberation, Rebecca. I don't know. This is Rebecca, you need to turn the, the volume off on one or the other because right not on the phone, but on the, um, the, 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 um, you know, you have to turn down the computer when you're on the phone, even if you're not listening to the phone, because there's a, there's a reverberation with that. Okay. If there is a, quite a bit of a delay, it's a 15 or 20 second delay here, so. Okay, the phone is off. Okay, so can you hear me better, Rebecca? Is it better? Yes. There's still a reverberation, yes. though. You have to. Okay, I'm putting the phone in the other room. Bye-bye. I'm, oh. or, I'm not hanging up. I'm moving the phone to one room, and I'll no, go I sit by the computer. No, I think you have to turn the volume down on the, cor- on the I don't know. I, I'm, I'm so okay. challenged here. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I put the phone down. Thank you. Okay. okay. So go ahead. What, what did you get, Donna? Okay, so can you, is it clear now? Can you hear me? She's putting the phone yes. in the other room. Let's give her some time here. Okay, some time. But you can hear me clearly, yes? Okay. I, well, personally, the connection, the, it isn't very good sound, Donna. So I'm thinking next week you, you should come to my computer and yeah, do it. I'm gonna, yes, we're going to do it differently next week, Donna. Because okay, it's just, it. yeah, it's just not clear enough. I'm not sure why, but... Anyway, um, okay. no worries. Let's just wait. Hopefully, hopefully it works. <laughs> hopefully, Rebecca is back soon. And um, okay. are you back, Rebecca? No, I don't know. I don't so. Why don't you go ahead? Because Rebecca can listen to the show. She can listen to the show um, again. And there is a delay. So I noticed because I heard the reverberation of me talking and something I said like 20 seconds earlier. So there is a delay time. Um, okay. So I would just start. So, okay, I'm just going to start. And so, Rebecca, when um, Carly lo- loves you so much, he's really, really extremely attached to you. And there, I'm getting two, two feelings. He immediately connected to my heart chakra. 
And um, one feeling is he's so sad. I mean, it really breaks my heart. He's part of his experience, what he experienced uh, before he got home with you. It's like those two feelings are kind of like fighting each other. There is a sadness and fear that he's going to go back to his uh, previous life because he was, he showed me some images from his previous life with your dad. And there is like a dark um, place he was kept and there is a man who came. I suppose there was a neighbor, but I don't think he was very nice with him. So he he was very fearful. He basically curly lived his whole life fearful of everything. And um, he was so sad. The sadness was the most uh, prominent feeling I got from him. Um, however, the other side of the feeling is the unbelievable love for you and your family. He's so happy now with his new home. And he's just, he's just so ecstatic about it. But the past is so so um, engraved in him that he cannot still completely let go of it. So he has he even has little dreams about it. He showed me um, he has still like nightmare of being turned out into a um, place by himself. It has to be he has to be kept in some kind of like a cottage or something or wooden shed because he keeps showing me a very dark place where he used to lie on the ground. There was just like um, dirt on the floor. So and he has this fear constantly that he's still going to back going to be put back into the place. And when these fears come up, that's why he starts to act up. He feels like if you turn him out of the house that you're going to eventually put him out again and he's going to be living as he lived before. So this is the one fear he has. And it's, you know, it's difficult for him to control it. Um, on other hand, again, as I said, he's very, very attached to you. And he feels that if he for a moment loses you out of his sight, that you will never come back and that he will be alone again. He, had, um, he hates to be alone. He's very, very, he has a, a lot of anxiety about that. Um, but he's a good dog. My heart goes out to him because he is really a wonderful dog, very kind. And he, again, I have, he just loves you so much. It's his whole life is, is basically consumed, you know, by loving you. He, you are the main thing he has. And he's very happy with you. But again, he um, has this separation anxiety. And uh, this path is just very, very difficult for him to overcome. So what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to do some healing. I'm going to um, use my light. I'm going to use, I was given actually a beautiful pink light, which I'm going to use. And I'm going to uh, put it around him. And I'm going to reassure him that you will never, never give him up, that he has to stop ruining your home. And when you let him stay outside, or if you put him in a crate, that basically that is for his, it, it doesn't mean that you don't like him or you're not going to give him away, okay? So I'm going to do that. Um, I'm assuming there's a reason that he has to be outside. Um, 
but we all can understand that old fears would get triggered when he is out by himself whether he's always outside or just sometimes he's outside, there would be fears that would be triggered, just like you said, that, that old anxiety, that fear of being left alone. So um, anyway, I don't want to interrupt your healing because I'm so important to the dog. I just very, I'm very worried that, uh, we'll see. Go ahead. I'm just, you know, we're not we because it's the radio. We can't just let it be. So you go ahead and heal, and I'm just going to sort of talk off the top of my head. Um, we certainly know from people that if it's a deep issue, which having been his most of his life here, that one healing may not shift it completely. So I don't know what the answer is. I know you, Donna. You'll probably go back in and do a follow-up healing. But I think it is that you let the listener know about your contact information and so that she would be able to contact you if there's another healing necessary. Um, I know that I used you a couple of times for both Bella and Emmy because, (laughs) you know, these patterns can be deep. And as we know from the higher self, they they reflect lifetimes. He could have been abandoned in many ways. Hello? Hello? Yes, I'm back. I, I was in, in the computer, but now I listen to Donna's uh, advice and the beautiful healing. I'm going to turn off the computer so I could talk to you. Okay, Rebecca? I see. Yes, yes, Donna. I want to tell you also something. Um, when you need to leave and when you need to um, leave Curly alone, just always yes. tell him. You have to talk to him. Even I know you don't think he understands, he does. Because you know what? When you talk to him, subconsciously in your mind, we all do that. You already form, you, because animals talk in pictures. So you already, like you saying, I'm going to work. You kind of have a picture in your mind already you're going to work. This is something you do automatically. You don't even know about it. But Curly picks up on it. So once you're telling him stuff, he understands exactly so he will not be so anxious when you leave him alone or if you have to do if you have to put him in a crate or you have to do something with him which he would not expect explain it to him always beforehand and he will understand and it will ease this anxiety okay yes mm-hmm. yes i was only leaving him outside exactly when i go to work Every time I'm home, he's here with me, but uh, sometimes I notice when I came home that the screen door was very damaged. And, you know, he hurt himself, too. He cut his leg, and he broke one tooth from biting and biting on the metal gate. So I hope now... It looks like when you were doing the pink light, he was Mm -hmm. laying down very quiet. Very quiet. And it's amazing the pictures that you saw, Donna, because that dark room that you saw, he Mm -hmm. would hide underneath my dad's trailer in the dirt. Oh, my God. He would, would, yeah, my dad's property was really bad. He was growing cactus. He wanted to sell cactus. Uh And so had cactus around him. Curly was filled with 
cactus plants all around him. Oh, you know, but he's such a good dog, and he really deserves the good life he has with you now. It's just no, that he's, it's just difficult for him because, you know, he's been living uh, so long and on your dad's property, and these habits are so ingrained in him. So even if he tries, uh, anything can uh, trigger it, you know. Yeah. But again, well, he, I, my heart goes out to him because he is a wonderful dog and he has so much love for you. I mean, it, he just adores you. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. You're welcome. And I, I will check in with him too because, as Janet said, you know, sometimes one healing, especially with uh, somebody who already been most of his life living second way, to break the habit. You know, the, the healing has to be repeated. So I will um, just check on him, you know, maybe in a week or so, a couple of days, and just reinforce the pink light around him and just tell him how much you love him and then he will never, never be given it back, you know, again, that he's not going to ever live the bad way he lived before. So it takes some reinforcement, but I am sure it can be done. Thank you. Wow. You're um, I feel like kind of teary-eyed because it's so beautiful uh, oh. what you've what you shared with me. It makes me feel more compassion to him because I was telling him, what is wrong, Curly? Why are you doing these things? This is not good. Please stop this, Curly. <laughs> but now with everything you shared makes me feel more compassion for him. Oh, that's, I'm so happy. I'm really glad because just know he is a really wonderful dog and he's been through a lot. He has a really, he has a very gentle soul. Yes, he has been through a lot. I hope I so. could provide for him. Sometimes I, well, honestly, Donna, sometimes I did think I need to give him away because of the amount of damage he was doing to our home. And maybe he, maybe he knew that, that I was feeling that several times over the last two and a half years. You but know, now since say he's, he's afraid, I, I'll keep on trying to give him a good home. You know what? Just know that whatever you think, he will know. Because, as a, again, it comes down to the telepathic communication. So if you think about giving him away, he totally picks it up, and he knows, and he probably acts up even more, and he becomes very sad, and he because that he will definitely know. But if you keep thinking, you know, about him, how much, you know, how, you know, more compassion, and that you know why he's been doing these things, the destroying and trying to get inside the house. He will know it too. So I think it's going to actually work for his benefit and for yours because he's not going to be ruining your stuff so much. Okay. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you, Rebecca. And bringing Donna this wonderful uh, chance to show just how incredible she is. And I wish you all the best because it is tough, And but I really think you've got a great jump start on it now. Yes, thank you. Thank you for this beautiful opportunity. Everything that has been shared here has been very, very beautiful. 
Uh, I really, really open with my open heart, appreciate everything that you've provided today. Thank you. You're welcome. welcome. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm going to put your your, your, um, microphone back on mute, Rebecca. Okay. Um, Okay, so Donna, do you want to, I don't have another caller right now, but I do have that email request. Would you mm-hmm. like to, to? Would you like me to um, tell the listeners about it so you can, you know, talk about it yeah, too? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Go ahead. Well, this came from Alexandra, and she's called in for personal healings more than once, and so or emailed me. So she was very. She, she takes the opportunity to use the show for healing. So she called. She wrote me, and she said. She, wanted, she told me a story, and I'm going to read it to the listeners. Um, last Monday, it's about quarter of eight, she was drinking coffee just before work, and she was at her front door where that opens up into the, the outside. She lives in the countryside, so there's woods, and there's, it's beautiful and sunny. And she was thinking about her boss at that point where she was having her coffee, and he had just cut her salary back because the boss's girlfriend had compared her own salary with with uh, Alexandra's and although they were working in completely different professions um, but somehow it gave the boss permission in in quotes to cut back Alexandra's salary and Alexandra of course was upset about the cutback and when she was thinking about it, she just began to neutralize, okay, because she knows about the neutralizing. So she amalgamated, and she used a visualization. I've talked about symbols a lot. She used the symbol of two, those two, her boss and the boss's girlfriend, um, standing in front of her. And she thanked them both for bringing this role into, her, into play in her life, even though it wasn't a nice one, because she knew she would be, she was, creating it herself and needed to go in and neutralize to get to, you know, clear that fuel that was bringing in this less than satisfactory situation for her. So she first worked on the girlfriend and she would, she put the girlfriend into the neutralizing light, neutralized her and she dissolved away. And then she moved to the boss and she did the same thing to her, to the boss and they were symbolic of what she was carrying at the energetic level in case I wasn't clear enough so that whatever it was she was carrying, the thoughts, the habits, the emotional blueprints, that's what she was neutralizing. She used those symbols because that's where you start. You start right where you are. She didn't need to know exactly what it was that she was carrying, so she did did all that. And right at that moment, from the right side of her house, she said a brown spotted owl flew in and landed 20 feet away from her on the grass. Now, she was very close to the owl. 20 feet isn't that far, guys. And when he looked at her, I mean, when he landed, he just looked at her, totally calm. Then he turned his back and started doing something with his beak in the grass. And then he turned back around, faced her, and looked at her for a full minute. And then silently, he just flew away back into the woods. Now, 
I know it would not be possible for you to pick out which owl it was or know what the owl was thinking, but but Alexandra really was wondering, Donna, if you could give her any insight to this because she felt it was so powerful an experience that she just wanted any kind of insight. And so I leave it to you to answer that. Okay. Thanks, Janet. Um, actually, you know what? Um, I, um, as you were describing the owl, I tried to connect to the spirit of that owl because the description was pretty good. And um, so what I picked up was that this owl was actually sent to her by her guide, and it was his mission to tell her that she should just, what she just did was um, extremely powerful work for herself and that she should just keep um, doing her own spiritual work on herself because it is a part of her mission in this lifetime. Wow, that's really wonderful. So it was really kind of a a message. I, 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 it, to, to kind of verify, to like an omen of sorts, to say, hey, you're on the right track. That neutralizing, that clearing is the best, is a, is a great way to go kind of thing. Is yes. that what you say? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, from my work with animals, actually, I, re- I noticed that a lot of times, as you know, we all have guides. And um, a lot of times the guides would use um, animal spirits to actually speak to us. And because it's somehow it's easier or we are more open to that. And this was one of um, the cases. Wonderful. That's so interesting. I've never been one that um, connected that much in this life around omens, because, but we've all had lives where omens were really a big part of the belief system. So we all carry this idea that, that, that events can be foretold, so to speak, or whatever from an omen type of thing. Um, I did have one thing which I thought I would share with the readers because <laughs> the only thing I could think of in my, ever in my life along this line, but I had just been picked up from the hospital. I had some minor surgery on because um, I had endometriosis. And the doctor had just given me my two options. You know, he went in and he cleaned out what he could, but he said you need to do one of two options. One is both of them work to help the endometriosis. One was to go on the pill in a certain way, and it's a long story. Um, and this was 36, seven years ago. It's a long time ago now. So whatever the options are now, it's probably something completely different. The other option was to get pregnant. And I remember as we were driving home from the hospital, my friend parked in the grocery store lot and went in to buy a few things for me. I'm sitting in the car and I think to myself, um, I really, I'm going to have a baby. I wasn't, I didn't have a boyfriend. I didn't, you know, I wasn't married. I just decided I was going to have a baby as a single parent. Now, 35, 36 years ago, 37 years ago, that was huge decision because it's not like it is today. Um, and at that moment, in drove, parked right next to me, a diaper company truck. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh I'm thinking oh okay, 
Well, let's talk about signs. <laughs> that was a sign. So it it felt you know. So at that time, I I, I went wow that seems like it's absolutely the right decision. And I did go ahead with it. And my daughter was born. I was a single parent. Um, and anyway, the so it feels so it somehow resonates with me, the owl having its way of saying to to Alexandra, that, yes, you're doing good work. This is part of your destiny. And it is, as a matter of fact, because I do work on Alexandra and clearing all of her stuff as it is for all of us is part of the destiny pattern. We have to do that first. Anyway, I don't want to take from your time, but I just threw that in. Is there anything more that you do? Did you come with any kind of request yourself? Um, No, not me. I'm just going to um, thank you for having me. And, um, you know, thank you all the listeners. And um, if you guys want to contact me in the meantime, because I'm going to be on the Janet Show next Wednesday hosting myself. Yeah. (laughs) So... Um, if you guys want to contact me meantime, my information is you can either go on my website, which is www.danadvorakanimalcommunicator.com. And, and or, that, we need to make sure that the listeners understand that even though you're called Donna, that your name is spelled Dana, D A N A, D C O R A K, Donna Dvorak. What was the communicate? Animal what? communicator. Animal communicator. Animal so communicator. Is, yes, dot com. That's my website, and that is my contact email. Or they can contact me um, on my email, which is D A N A C O M M U N I T E S at yahoo dot com. That's basically no, Donna no. communicate at yahoo dot com. Donna communicates at yahoo.com. Okay. Yes. I'm no, repeating it because it's just not that clear. So I'm 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 just making yes. sure the listeners have it. Donna communicates then. D A N A communicates at yahoo.com. Yahoo. Thank you, Johnny. Yes, and if you guys have any questions, you know, you can you will come to email me and send me pictures and we can definitely talk about everything next Wednesday um, when I'm going to be hosting the show instead of Janet. So thank you very much to all of you. Well, I want to thank you so much, yes. Donna, <laughs> for, um, for all the help you've given my kitties over the past couple of years and also just for being willing to be part of this. And I just so enjoyed having you on. And I look forward to next week. Um, I, as I said, will not be here, but Donna's going to come to my computer where I think it'll be a little clearer. So those of you who um, want to call in, I think you'll understand her much better. (laughs) um, Unfortunately, whatever the reason, um, it just happens sometimes. Uh, And because this was the first, we've learned, right? (laughs) Okay. This was our our first tryout. So, yes, for sure, next Wednesday is going to be better, much clearer, because the technical difficulties sometimes stand in the way. Yes, and I want to just give the callers, uh, the listeners, the phone number here. So next week, if you don't get around to emailing her, take down this number. This is the the direct call-in number, 646-668-2222. 
8565. So I now am going to be doing a healing on Suzanne, who has requested um, through email a healing. And it's a very powerful situation, a very difficult situation, and I hope the healing will help her um, from with this situation. And I encourage the listeners to, to keep keep listening. And meanwhile, I'm going to say goodbye to you, Donna, and I'm going to put you on the mute. If you'd like to hear, please, you're welcome. But I'm going to mute your your um, microphone. Okay? Thanks, Donna. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, too. All right. Bye. Okay, guys, it's back to me. I know it's disappointing to not have Donna the whole time, but she will have her next week, and she will be hosting the show. It will be easier to hear. Uh, she's going to come use my computer, and um, that should solve the difficulty in the hearing situation. Uh, right, so I'm going to get to the healing today with Suzanne. I'm going to tell you her story first. Uh, I know it it was it broke my heart actually. Um, but the interesting thing is it starts out where she she loves to watch birds. This is you know, it's interesting that she started out with the birds and not realizing that Donna was going to be on the show, but she loved watching birds fly ever since she was little. She even has a birthmark on the inside of her right elbow that looks like wings and she she saw the movie Maleficent and I don't want to give too much away but the whole wing thing in Maleficent really spoke to her so this wasn't a spoiler alert um, but she she felt she feels that the wings connect her with her divinity somehow the symbol it's the symbol of the wing so what happened to her what she was living with her father and her stepmother. And I gather the relationship with the stepmother wasn't that great. And the stepmom was, had just given birth, when this incident happened, had just given birth to Suzanne's half-sister. Now, Suzanne at the time was about eight, eight and a half, something like that. And she didn't know when she wrote me. She said, I don't know, maybe my stepmom was in some sort of postpartum depression. She didn't know. She's, you know, trying not to blame, but to try to understand. And she said that the stepmom came into her room and started to ask her questions like, had her dad touched her in some inappropriate way? So Suzanne at eight, eight and a half said yes, thinking that the stepmom meant had he touched her bottom or her butt, as she said, because the day before the step the, the father had come in and had spanked her. So at at that point she misunderstood what the stepmom meant and said, Oh yes, he definitely touched me inappropriately. But in her mind she was talking about the spanking. What she didn't realize in the moment was the stepmom meant something else, more like, you know, crossing some boundaries there, sexual boundaries. So there was this big misunderstanding. The stepmom asked Suzanne if she would 
tape her, tape it. And so she did. And what happened was at some point, and it wasn't clear in her email exactly where, Suzanne figured out that there was this misunderstanding. But at that point, she was so petrified to change her story and be clear that it was the fact that he spanked her rather than he touched her inappropriately sexually that she froze and never clarified the problem. And as a result, in her mind, she I should just say before I say what the result was, in her mind, Suzanne, when she started out saying this, thought, oh, well, maybe now my stepmom and I will have a better relationship. Maybe she'll help my father stop spanking me so much. So she was, she was in her way kind of joining, felt she was joining with the stepmom in some way and hoping to make that connection a better connection because she felt like the father was always finding fault with her and was, you know, she just was unhappy with that and didn't want to be spanked all the time. I mean, you know, that's normal, I guess. So in any case, what happened was because of this misunderstanding, first completely two people talking apples and oranges, the total and complete misunderstanding of an eight-year-old with an adult who wasn't clear either, and both parties assuming various things, eventually blossomed into something where the stepmom calls the social worker, the social worker calls the police or the judge, and then Suzanne is moved to foster care, for nine months because of the accusations, false, of course, against the father. And she was in foster care for nine months. She didn't give me the details of what happened to the dad or what happened to the stepmom. She just said eventually after nine months she moved to move she moved back with her real mom. And never in all this time has she had the courage to revisit this whole thing and tell the truth. I don't know. Maybe she has since that that point in some more present time said the truth. But it's it was a very horrifying for all parties involved situation. And she she just was so afraid to tell the truth. And she felt at the time, or she feels now, that this incident was the incident that literally clipped her wings or symbolically clipped her connection to her inner beauty, her inner divinity, her inner self, her pure soul essence. So she wanted me to do a healing around this and hope to bring some light into that inner darkness because it's with her still. It it was a very incredibly sad and upsetting time that has left a big imprint for Suzanne. So I am going to do that healing and because it is so significant, I'm not going to put a I mean, I have 52 minutes left on the show. I'm going to go as long as I can because it feels, uh, it feels like the dog in a way that, that uh, Donna worked on. Just something old, something very deep and difficult 
uh, for the dog, for the the owners of the dog, and for Suzanne, for sure, and perhaps for her father and stepmother, and even mother, because I would imagine everybody would have scars from this situation, and it's just tragic. Um, and, you know, I've talked about the misunderstandings that we've come out of many lives with. Well, here's an example of one. A misunderstanding, it started out all innocence, but because of the situation and the fear took over, once the clarity came to Suzanne's mind, the fear took over and she just didn't dare do anything. She was, what, eight years old, guys. That is young. And so... Um, our hearts go out to Suzanne, our hearts go out to the others involved, and but but Suzanne is my focus today, and I'm going to get started on this healing. Okay, so Suzanne, when you listen, and all the other listeners, this is a beautiful opportunity for all of us to work on the misunderstandings that come from situations just like this. We don't need to know what they are. We don't need to know what caused it. We don't need to know who the parties were. We're all carrying misunderstandings that are born from this kind of situation that are born from many, many other types of situations. So let's all, when we move into this healing for Suzanne, I encourage all my listeners to be working and I'll remind you throughout the healing like I do to, to release. I want everybody to work on this kind of tragic and traumatic misunderstanding and all of the ripple effects from that first moment of the misunderstanding, the ripple effects. Okay, so I'm already feeling the higher selves are present. They are going to be overseeing this healing because it does deal with a very traumatic, very upsetting event. And I'm going to ask that all the listeners first just begin by quieting their mind, getting comfortable, taking a few deep breaths, and bringing the focus of attention. Suzanne, this is for you, but I I also uh, address the listeners as well. I want everybody to bring their focus of attention to the physical body to allow all of us, and I'm doing it too, to become aware of the body, its position, the contact points, what we're, you know, the body with us sitting where we're sitting or, or lying. And I encourage you to shut your eyes simply so that that focus of attention can be utilized easier than if we have the eyes open and things distract us. So focus on the body, allowing this focus of attention to bring that mind's eye in, to center it in this now moment. And we are going to expand this now moment because this now moment is simply an energy field. It's an energy field. You can visualize it like a 360 degrees energy field around you. And I want each and every one of us to expand that energy field. And it is being expanded from everyone. I saw immediately the expansion start to occur the minute we focused our attention on it because the now moment is not transitory in out, in out, in out. It's a energetic field of time and we're being held in this now moment that is expanding outward to encompass the past, present and future now. It is a very 
symbolically large energy field encasing Suzanne and myself and all the listeners. And it is holding us in this, it's almost like a, a freeze frame in time. It's holding us in this energy field so that we can access for Suzanne and each listener can access for themselves the past, present, and future now so that the healing is as deep as we can. It brings the healing into a very expansive place, a very, uh, it, it allows us to move in through and around the totality of the soul's journey so that we are neutralizing all the different parts of the journey itself, not just this life all the parts that brought it into the journey, this life and all the ripple effects after the event happened. So we are now standing in this forever now moment. We are activating from this place that pure soul essence light that we all carry. It's a very powerful, powerful divine light. It is filling this forever now moment. It is moving in through and around the totality of this space. It is filling and expanding in through and around the totality of our physical and etheric bodies. It is expanding past the etheric bodies. This light, our own divine light, that is the part of all of us that we carry from the originating source of all there is. It is our purest and most perfect and most potent point of power. It is our... It is everything that the originating source was, is, and is becoming. It is a very powerful light. It is what does the healing that Donna did. It's what does the neutralizing that I do. It's the same idea. And I ask that each and every one of you expand this light. And you have, and as a matter of fact, all of our lights, uh, Suzanne and myself, and then present and future listeners are expanded and have touched each other we are in this way being joined in one accord the totality of all of the higher selves from every realm and direction and and of each listener including suzanne and my me are we are also amalgamating with or becoming one with this higher self energy stream it's very powerful there's a lot of help here as i said they were in before we even began the amalgamation they were Uh, knew the healing was going to be going on. I'm also asking that we become one with the originating source of all there is, which is our guarantee that the healing will be done at the very highest level that we can. This healing is going to be done in the very highest ideal and according to the divine plan, not only of Suzanne, but of each listener. Okay. I am actually feeling that Suzanne's father is here. I don't know if he's laid aside the body or not, but it doesn't make any difference. He's here, and I'm asking that he also be amalgamated with his pure soul essence, his higher selves, and the originating source. And he's here simply to observe um, the... We may hear from him toward the end of the healing, but my focus is on you, Suzanne. But I, my understanding is that he definitely has, um, there's definitely ripple effects for him uh, in, in more than one way. And I'm getting a lot of stuff, so, but I really want to focus on you first. Now, 
the I, I'm immediately what I'm feeling and seeing and sensing from you is this tremendous sense of guilt and shame. There is a part of you that totally blames yourself, totally is um, wrapped up in the shame of this situation. The There is some slight understanding here that in some ways it, it isn't your fault, that in some ways you were just a kid, that you did the best you could, you misunderstood, you were trying to be closer to your stepmom, you didn't want the spankings anymore from your dad, and you were... Um, you were, you did the best you could, but this is greatly overshadowed by this tremendous sense of guilt and shame. And I want you and all the listeners to, because we probably out of these misunderstandings, no matter what we've all had, we felt guilt and shame for our part of it. So I want you, Suzanne, to begin to release the shame. This is the overriding feeling that is coming up for you, for me, from you right now. And Behind it is also, almost hand in hand with it, is this tremendous amount of fear. You, um, The fear is in the moment just this, oh my God, I've just completely screwed up. Oh my God, I'm doomed. There's this sense of doom, really. The sense of the panic is so outrageously... Um, intense it's almost like you feel completely doomed that if you and this oh you know what it does it the sense of doom is absolutely closed your throat it's as if someone put a sock in your mouth and you couldn't breathe and you certainly couldn't talk it's just you know and stuff the sock down your throat it's as if it clamped your throat so tightly that there was no possible way and i seeing what i'm feeling is as if you put your two hands around your throat and began to squeeze like this that's what it is it's the fear and the panic came in and literally squeezed your throat to the point that there was no way there was absolutely no way you could have spoken out and clarified it. It was, it was just so, such an empower, a powerful feeling. Now, this feeling is definitely past life related. It was as if this incident in this life came forward or manifested itself simply because there were many other lives where you had experienced difficult times, trauma and drama. There was misunderstandings and everything. And there were times when you did speak out, where you did try to clarify, and something terrible happened. It was, oh, okay, this is interesting. It was interesting. It was simply things in, in situations where you were powerless, that you tried so hard to speak out, that because you were not in a position to clarify anything, and it feels to me almost like, okay, well, that's so interesting. Um, it was almost, I, the, the, what I'm seeing now is a situation where, where the misunderstanding wasn't actually related to you so much. It was related to two other people you cared about. And you wanted to try to clarify the situation, but it was as if the messenger was not welcome, the clarification was not welcome, and I see literally um, 
almost like somebody took a sword and cut your head off. There was a fast and furious uh, lashing out to you for your attempt to clarify. And I, I literally see your, your, I mean, this is a horrible image, but I literally see your head rolling off. And at that moment, at the soul level, you made the decision that stepping forward in some way, um, stepping forward to clarify, stepping forward with the truth is going to not help and is going to, you're never going to do that again. It's as if you took a vow. So when this happened, now in this time, and I'm sure there were times where you directly were involved, but this vow was powerful and it has affected you. And there's probably other instances that happened where you tried to step forward and other times and you were not, it wasn't appreciated. Um, okay. I'm, I am seeing another time come up for me and it's, it's, it's not important, but I am seeing a time where you, there was a misunderstanding between you and someone else. And that person was, had more authority than you did. You were more, quote unquote, inferior in that life. And I'm not getting any specifics, but what I'm seeing is that the misunderstanding itself played into the other person's motivation. They were trying to manipulate and use the misunderstanding standing in their behalf to give them more uh, power, to give them more uh, authority. And so they did not welcome your jumping in to try to clarify it. They were pissed off and locked you away. I feel like you were put in prison. <laughs> they didn't want the clarification because they had figured out how to manipulate the misunderstanding in their, on their behalf. So I feel like you were literally put in prison. Now, it's not the, the bigger detail isn't important, but I want to give you the understanding that this pattern you've had is not just from one life. It's not just from two. There are more. The higher selves don't spend a lot of time on past lives because they don't want anyone to get the impression that you have to know your past lives in order to heal. It can help. It can give you fodder. It can bring you some uh, insight and understanding, but it is not necessary. You start right where you are. And so where you are right now is that you came in with this vow, so to speak, with these experiences that stepping forward with the truth worked against you in some really horrific ways. And so that is the chokehold. That is that vow is the chokehold that you had around you. That's what came into play when you just were too afraid to speak speak up and clarify that you didn't you only met your father was thanking you and not that he was abusing you. So this is the why behind it. And I'm just so glad that, that I'm able to understand it because I didn't I don't want you to sit there in that shame. That shame comes out of the, 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 the confusion and the not knowing. It comes out of the self-judgment. It comes out of the self-blame. And I want you to release, and all the other listeners to release, the shame, the self-blame, the self-attack, the self-denigration, taking on the self-responsibility when it, it's, it's not about that. You 
you were crippled by this vow that you took and the bad experiences you've had in a number of lifetimes similar that we've had. We've all had bad experiences where people didn't want to see the truth. People didn't want the clarity. People didn't want the insight, the understanding. Because for whatever way, they were locked into where they were. And they were not open to hearing it. And, of course, there are times when we're like that, too. We all have times where we're defensive. So I want everybody to release all the times where we're on the other side and we're locked in. I want us to release the defensive patterns, us to release the the shame we have about being locked in on the other side because we've been there on both sides so often. That's just the nature of this human evolution, this human journey that we experience from many different directions, Some, all of these things, because that's how our awareness, that's how our understanding, that's how our consciousness and our insight and our thought patterns grow and move up the frequency levels. We, we bring in and experience many, many layers of over eons and eons of time in this human journey so that we can understand more and more and more about why we are experiencing, no, well, we're on the journey in order to increase our awareness. That's the evolution at the human level. We don't change bodies like animals and plants do in order to evolve to a higher more complex species in the human kingdom we evolve at the conscious level and so that's the journey guys so this is what's happened to suzanne she's been absolutely frozen from situations in her past and that frozen came in in this life now there is this part of you suzanne and it's very common for a lot of us because there's a lot of us here on this planet with this orientation at the soul level you wanted to break this vow you wanted to find a way to undo it because it was a prison for you it was a painful painful place and it kept you holding on to the guilt and the shame that was part of it it kept you holding on to the pain and the suffering and the sorrow because the another part of this that's now coming up and I want you to release it and all the others is how devastating and despairing this makes you. Self-loathing. There is self-loathing here and I want you to release the self-loathing. It is a pattern that holds any of us stuck. We all have it in some degree and some and manifest it in some shape or form and I want everyone including and especially you Suzanne to let go of the self-loathing the utter belief in total worthlessness I want you to let go of this it's part and parcel of this whole pattern that was formulated and you brought it into this life you were too young at the time in your childhood to deal with this issue but this issue stayed with you and you have now 
made the decision and gone through the seeking and searching and said, okay, it's time to heal it. And that happens in life. I think I mentioned that I brought in a congenital problem um, with my digestive system and I went through a series of problems. And each time, especially once I learned this work, I was able to go in and neutralize um, because it kept bringing me back to being aware that there was energetic belief systems, energetic emotional issues that were behind what was manifesting in that digestive problem, all those problems. And this is what we do. We sometimes bring in the the misunderstanding may not have happened if it, at all. You may not have been able to address this pattern if it hadn't happened when you were too young. You were old enough, which is interesting enough, to remember it because you weren't three or four and it could have been forgotten and much more difficult to access it. You were old enough to remember it, but still young enough where the misunderstanding happened. So I want to call in or activate for you that your own divine gratitude, because you, you really made a good soul plan, because this would have all been co-created with your stepmom and your dad. It would have all been co-created with them. And so you, you all did your part. You brought forward this the situation, and the, the timing was right. You set up the situation and the conditions before you were born. All of you agreed, in fact. So now this incident has happened. It left you very wounded, and we want to again address all those wounds. I want all the pain, all the sorrow, all the... I want you to release all the ripple effects, too, because there's the ripple effect where you're torn away from your home. You're put into foster care. I don't know if it was a good or neutral or bad experience, but I want you to release the feelings of abandonment, the feelings of betrayal, the feelings of, um, you know, uh, the all the the blaming thing, all the communication issues, all the feelings unloved, feeling unwanted, feeling unseen, unheard. Because there's a part of you here, too, that can't quite figure out why somebody else didn't figure it out. Um, there's just, it, you know, there's also a confusion here. So there's a lot of confusion. And then the, the foster family, um, maybe they cared about you. I don't know. But there's a feeling of you didn't deserve that there's so much self-loathing here that there's also this part of you that as nice as your foster family might have been, and I feel like they probably were nice, it was either you rejected it outright or you simply couldn't take it in because you didn't feel you deserved it. You were so self-loathing. And you they may have felt that as a rejection to them, even if you didn't mean to. So we want to release... All of that, that's, there's something going on there that's part of the ripple effect. I don't know it exactly. It's not, um, it's all right because you are releasing, you are letting go. There's also so much grief and pain and sorrow, despair and depression coming out from the heart area. I want you to just let this out. It's streaming into the light um, and you're doing a good job clearing it. I'm so happy. I want to call in divine love. Okay, I want divine love to just 
connect with your own divine love that you carry, empower it, enhance it, move it, and intensify it through the physical and the etheric bodies. I want you to just be inundated, be surrounded, and just this divine love, divine gratitude, divine understanding, divine connection to the self. And just have you just move all of this in through and around the totality of your physical body. Um, I feel there's issues, too, between you and your mom as a result of this situation. She has ripple effects. It's this, this, this event has moved to affect others. This is not, not about blame that you somehow are to blame in this. This was all a co-creation. But what I want to do is known and unknown. I want all the ripple effects that you're feeling that happened to you throughout your life. I want you to release that into the, the light. And the, one of the ripple effects would be um, trying to um, What's the word to there's so much upset. There's so much hurt. There's so much pain. There's so much self-loathing here. There's so much shame that you would find ways to tamp that down. You would find ways to move away from it, to numb yourself. And I, I'm not sure whether there's, but I think there was maybe an overeating pattern. There's some, um, some issues here, and I want you to release all of those. Those are a ripple effect, whatever, which, you know, mingles and merges with ripple effects from other situations and conditions. But this one has, would also feed, feed that pattern. And I want to, I want you to release known and unknown, all the ripple effects, how it's affected you. And we're working, remember, and we're neutralizing the past, present, and future nows. We're doing the whole thing. So we are neutralizing and bringing into the light and empowering your light So by the neutral energy that becomes one with the light. And we are bringing in a very powerful healing situation here. Okay. Now, I want to just check on that, that chokehold thing. And I feel like there's been a great deal of loosening on it. It has, um, it no longer feels like sort of an iron grip, so to speak. Um, it still feels there somewhat. Um, I don't know whether it's going to let go in all of in just one healing on it what happened is this vow was very intense and has been present for a long time and there's a part of you that that you know it, it handles that some of that fear so i want to as a result just to keep trying to re- have you release more fear and I want the fear to, I want you to see it, see it, just open your mouth and see the fear coming out of the mouth as just dark energy. And I'm seeing it just pouring out of your mouth into the light. It's being neutralized. And I'm asking that you just keep releasing it. And as you're releasing it, I'm getting the picture that this eye, this whatever was around your neck is also dissolving and coming out of your mouth. So even though it was outside your neck in my 
symbol. It was really representative of what you hold inside. So it, even though it was sort of an outside symbol, it too was, is starting to release out of your mouth along with that fear because the belief was that if you didn't keep your mouth closed, something terrible would happen. And so, you, of course, there would be a lot of fear tied to that, uh, to the idea of opening up your mouth. So I want to call in divine expression, divine truth, divine serenity, divine safety, divine um, security, and the divine knowing that and divine connection with the self and divine knowing that you are going to be okay and that you can fully express, fully be yourself and fully live out of the space of, of truth, of standing in your own light so that without worry that someone is going to backhand you or push you away or reject you or hurt you in some something, some way. So I want you to feel that connection. It's very powerful. I see you filling with big light. You are just glowing almost <laughs> in a way. And I'm feeling your father trying to get my attention. He's He's crying. He's carrying a lot of shame, too. And I'm just asking that he release his own shame. The shame is of the physical hitting you, the, the spanking. He doesn't feel like he was a good father to you. He really regrets his actions. He... Um, there's just a, there's a lot of shame for him too, and he's just crying very hard. He also feels like he didn't um, deal with a situation with your stepmother in some way. That um, at this soul level, he he sees that he could have done more. He feels responsible, um, and it's really devastating to him. And so I want to have him just release all of that. And the he's taking responsibility and he's blaming himself for creating the situation of, for the misunderstanding. And that's I'm asking him to release his own self-blame because this is very, very difficult for him. He can't forgive himself and you can't forgive yourself. So I want both of you to release the lack of self-forgiveness and the lack of self-acceptance. And I want to call in that divine forgiveness, which carries that powerful self-forgiveness and that powerful um, self-acceptance. And I want you also to call in divine responsibility. Now, the reason that divine responsibility is needed here is so that there comes a clearer understanding of what it means to be self-responsible and um, when we're crossing the line and taking responsibilities that we shouldn't be for other people, other situations, other conditions. So there, it, it's going to bring in more clarity and I'm going to call in divine clarity of perception and expanded vision and I want that those energies to come in along with the divine responsibility 
so that you can both get a sense of um, the true nature of this of these issues and actually that those energies brought a tremendous amount of calm and serenity to both of you I saw it really strongly with your dad he's beginning to calm now and um, you already were getting calm but I also saw that that helped you the the, the uh, your father is now turning to you he's reaching out his hands and again I'm not sure how this would play out in the actual um, outer world if he's because I, I don't know if he's out of body or not because it's exactly the same for me he's here in the soul level and he um, so he's reaching out his hands and he's saying uh, or the sense that I feel is that he's looking to connect with you uh, and to say he's sorry. He hopes that he will get your forgiveness. And um, he's reaching out. I'm hoping that you too will feel a better connection. You're, you have taken his hands. I see that. Uh, I want confusion to be continue to be released for both of you because there's still, you're on new playing ground here. There's, there's, this is new. There's new um, understandings and it hasn't been fully acclimated or processed for either one of you. So I'm now going to just have the higher self wrap individually the two of you in a kind of cocoon-like energy because this has been a very powerful healing for both of you, even though your dad, we only worked on him for just a few minutes, but he was present for your healing. He was observing it, and it touched him in a very deep way. And as he released the higher self, were helping him neutralize as he was releasing his emotional reactions to what you were doing. So they're putting this cocoon around both of you. I'm placing you both in the healing circle, which is simply an, an a energetic uh, space where the higher self are 24-7 managing or manning the this energy energetic space and continuing to help any souls, any situations or conditions that have been placed in this space to process, to acclimate, and to continue to heal. So they're going to be overseeing and watching everything for you. And so right now I'm just checking your energy field just one last time. And I'm, I'm getting a really good feeling about it. Um, this is, you're almost in a state of stun because it was a very powerful release, a very powerful neutralization for you. And we touched some very, very deep levels. And I'm just going to keep my fingers crossed that, that everything will work out um, and you'll feel better, you know, in your actually everyday world. Um, and if your father is alive, maybe there'll be some opening there to reconnect with him if you're not or move your relationship into a uh, more connected level. Also with your mom, she did not come in, but um, she's, she's, she's also part, part, part of it. Your stepmom didn't didn't come in, but that's okay. It really has to do mostly with you and the dad. So 
just let you know that my heart's my heart went out for you. You've had a tough road with this, and yikes, just know that um, on some level, there probably isn't one listener that can't relate and can't understand. Anyway, kiddo, um, I do want to, I'm going to be closing down the show. I do want to say that I'm going to be doing a pre-taped show sometime before I go away, because that's why Donna is going to be taking over for me next this next show, next Wednesday, the 25th, because I'll be away and I won't be in a position where I'll be able to do the show. But in any case, I'm doing a pre-tape show because I'm not too sure in my where I'm going to be for the next two weeks exactly what the situation will be with doing the radio show. So I'm doing a pre-tape show, and on the show, I'm going to be doing another healing for Suzanne on her financial issues. So we will be addressing that. Now, I don't know exactly when I'll be playing that pre-tape show, but when I do, it, when I post it on my archive, it'll be listed, the pre-tape show, um, for you all. And on that show, I'm also going to talk about how the emotions work. And that's going to be really interesting, especially for those of you who don't, haven't heard all my other materials that I have on my website for free <laughs> or haven't gone to my meetups or haven't read my book. I have a lot of information out there for everyone about the emotional part of our journeys. And so I'm going to be talking about that on the pre-tape show also. So I hope you do listen to it when it does come up. And um, meanwhile, again, I want to thank Donna. I want to remind you all of my website, Janet, J-A-N-E-T, Richmond, R-I-C-H-M-O-N-D, dot com. If you have a healing you want me to do, please. There have been a number of listeners that have emailed me many times, and uh, I appreciate the listeners to, you know, that they reach out and ask for healings. They are free. It's not the magic bullet, but it is a definitely a leg up, a step up. It gets you started on the healing or keeps you going if you've been healing it already and you need more work on it. And so I just encourage anybody to email me and that's simply Janet at JanetRichmond.com. Very easy. And if I don't get to the, the healing immediately, I will get to it, I promise. And I will let you know also approximately what show it might be on so you can expect it at that point. Meanwhile, Donna, thank you so much for today. Sorry about the techno techno difficulties. Next week, she is going to be hosting my show all by herself. She's definitely capable, and she'll be doing it from my computer so there won't be any of the sound issues that we had and My assistant, Kathy, will be here, too, to help her. I don't expect there to be any techno problems there. Uh, However, one never knows, but I think it will be a powerful show. Please, everyone, if you want to call in next week, please do so. The phone number is, let me find it again for you, Um, 646-668-8565. That's for next week. Any of, the, any of you that have pet issues, because Donna is a fabulous pet psychic and healer, please call in the show next week when she's hosting it, 646-668-8565.
I'm going to wind down and again thank you thank you I will miss you next week but I know you're in great hands and I will be back after next week either with a pre-tape show or a live show not too sure yet until I get out to the east coast where I'm going and I wish you all the best next week or two thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the higher self voice Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.